This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Thanks for joining me for another episode of The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary, and on this podcast, I ask the questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and my guests give it their best shot at answering them. One of my guests this week has been on the show before. If you've watched the ABC on a Wednesday night any time in the last few years, chances are you've heard one of the jokes he's written for Gruen, Question Everything, or The Weekly. My other guest is brand new to this podcast, but certainly no stranger to podcasts in general, having been the host of Left Right Out, a weekly politics podcast exclusive to Spotify, as well as publishing their first book earlier this year, The One Thing We've Never Spoken About. Welcome to the show, James Coley and Elfie Scott. Thank you so much for having us. It's an absolute pleasure having so you on. I'm excited. I'm thrilled to redeem myself. Last time I humiliated myself in front of my family, I received messages and calls from Miranda's family as well, <laughs> saying what a bad job we had done. So oh, dear. This is another chance to humiliate myself in front of everyone I can. Well, about. yeah, humiliate or, you know, maybe celebrate the uh, the wins that you that you might get maybe I'm just looking through the questions there's a few that I reckon are maybe up your alley unfortunately there's no rugby league or Penrith Panthers I was really hoping it would be strongly the Penrith Panthers from about 2001 <laughs> to 2023 but questions <laughs> 1 to 10 yeah unfortunately not what about you Elfie do you have a area of expertise no I was thinking about that this this morning and I just think my general knowledge is abysmal like I'm really <laughs> genuinely worried about how this is going to present me to the world and undermine my credibility. That's shocking. You're here wow. as the smart well, one. I'm the goof. Oh, God. <laughs> then we're really in trouble. I think you are, Elfie, to, to be honest. To, you know, no disrespect to James, but I think you are the, the smart one. Um, oh, horrible. What about do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Oh, James, what Penrith Panthers trivia do you want to share with the world? Oh, I've got 4,000 of those. Scott Sattler, who you would know from the 2003 chase down tackle that um, saved the grand final against the Roosters, later became a private eye, but does not use that tackle in his marketing. Um, no, my favourite is that the Stegosaurus <laughs> has a brain in its butt. <gasps> wow. Because it's, it's too big and too silly and its brain's like the size of a peanut, so it's got a second butt brain to control its tail. Oh, that is so, so cool. cool. That's nice. Yeah. Wow. My stegosaurus effect that I love is that the the spikes on the end are called thagomizers. Wow. Which is from the Far Side cartoon. Really? Yeah, when paleontologists went, "Oh, we don't actually have a name for these spikes on the on the end of a stegosaurus's tail." Someone went, "Oh, actually we do. There's uh what's his name? Gar- Gary Larson has come up with it because there there's a cartoon which is you know, cavemen hanging around and they're, they're at, like, the wake of Thag, who was killed by a stegosaurus tail. And so they, they chose to call those spikes 
thagomizers. Oh, my God. Look at that so knowledge. Cool. I love that. That is wild. Yeah. Elfie, your favourite Stegosaurus fact? <laughs> I like them. That's my fact. Yeah, that's the fact. <laughs> Big fan of the Stegosaurus. <laughs> what about any other? You don't have to do a Stegosaurus fact. I have no. You ask me and immediately my brain feels emptier than it ever has before in my life. I have nothing. No thoughts. Well, that's a shame. Hopefully you'll, you'll have some of the thoughts once I ask the questions. But before we get into the questions, let's talk about the debate that's on tonight, uh, Saturday the 17th of June in Sydney as part of the Vivid Festival that you're both debating in. Yes. So James and I are going to be on the same team and the question that is being asked is, is monogamy the natural way to love. Oh, interesting. It is uh, very much feels like we've been set, we've been set up on team monogamous and this feels like a trap. Honestly, it is even <laughs> as a comedy debate, we're like, you're going to Vivid, maybe the most polyamorous festival Sydney has. <laughs> Nothing has ever made us look lamer than yeah. being billed <laughs> the side. <laughs> even that's very funny. We're on the Saturday paper quiz. This is the quiz that you do with your polycule. It is insane <laughs> for us to be on here pushing monogamy. James will be leading the team. He has become the unofficial team captain for reasons wow. that I don't totally understand, but Deed he seems up. confident. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he will be speaking first and I'll be speaking after him. So hopefully we will form a very rigorous argument that is yes. well yeah. received. Excellent. <laughs> and who else is on your team? Who's bringing up the, the rear? So we have uh, the fantastic comedian Annalise Constable, who is uh, really fun and will be a fantastic teammate for us. But we're up against uh, Alex Lee, Anna Piper Scott and Norman Swan. So <laughs> Norman Swan what? is on the... He's on team yeah. polyamory. Yeah. yeah, he's he's really <laughs> changed his tune on whether fluid should be shared. <laughs> wow. Well, I I wish you well, and if I was in Sydney, I would be getting along to the uh, vivid debate. But unfortunately, I'm I'm not in Sydney, so all my listeners that are in Sydney should should try and get along. Yeah, tonight Follow absolutely. The Come along and see Norman Swan steeply rebrand himself. It'll be great. <laughs> you know, if I was Norman Swan or Alex Lee's partner, uh, I'd be sitting there with my arms folded going, oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can tell you there was there was a stage of the planning of this debate where they wanted to have me on the side of monogamy and my wife on the side of polyamory. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, that would have been incredible. Unfortunately, she has a late night lesson with her karate instructor that evening, so could not make it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's jump into the questions. Here we go. Question number one Name the Liberal Party member for the Tasmanian electorate of Bass. Is that Bridget Archer? Oh, very well done. Yeah, that's what yes. I was going to say as well. Uh, so oh, we'll, really? We'll were just you? Go with were that. you, James? Yeah, no, I just... <laughs> you are absolutely <laughs> here for your brains. Yeah, Bridget Archer, what can you tell me about her? Do you know anything in particular, she's, Elfie? She's the one who crosses the floor all the time. She, she Yeah, she's notable floor crosser. Yeah, yeah. she has to wear sneakers into Parliament because she's crossing the floor <laughs> so much, you know? <laughs> she's wearing out that carpet. Yeah, just exactly. That, you know, yeah. that little strip. Yes. 
Yeah, she was the only member of the Liberal National Coalition to cross the floor to vote in favour of the government's motion to censure former Prime Minister Scott Morrison over his secret appointment to several other ministries. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Good for Bridget. Nice. Good for Bridget. And good for you for getting that so quickly. I'm shocked. Honestly, as soon as you said liberal, I was like, I might as well close the door. Like, I might as well be out of here. Politics is not my strong suit. Ironically, seeing as how I ran an Australian politics podcast, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, question number two. The Wiener Schnitzel's name is derived from which city? I uh, think I actually, yeah, Vienna, right? Vienna is correct. I knew a thing. Yes. yes. Ah, yes. yes. <laughs> if there's one thing that James Colley knows, it's wieners. <laughs> <laughs> and schnitzels. <laughs> and schnitzels. Are you, are you all about the schnitty? I love a schnitty. Uh, it is my proud German heritage to stuff my face <laughs> on a schnitzel. Wait, so. That's funny. Is the Wiener schnitzel, is it a food? Yes. Oh. So so not not a wiener like you you mean like a sausage. Yes, I meant like a sausage. Yeah. I would love yeah, a schnitzel no, the, sausage. The the wiener schnitzel is do you know what it's usually made of? Um James? Yeah, those little dogs that are kind of long with the <laughs> floppy ears. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, exactly. Uh no, it's usually veal. So oh. It's a it's a, a, a very it's a pounded, flat cut of veal that's crumbed and and fried. Amazing, yeah. Delicious. Try one yeah. today, listeners. <laughs> All right, question number three: Which well-known weight loss company will cease trading in Australia after its administrators failed to find a buyer? I know two things: uh, Jenny Craig. Wow. Jenny and Craig, yeah. you're right. Wow. The name of the other members of my polycule, Jenny and Craig. <laughs> They're listening intently from behind those covered doors. <laughs> That's how they keep their fitness up. <laughs> Very well done. Jenny Craig, Jenny Craig is the name of the company. Do you know anything about Jenny Craig? I so we She's we a have, real person. Oh, the real person. I don't know too much yeah. about the real person. We've we've talked about Jenny Craig on Gruen before, but it was when oh, Oprah yeah. was fronting their ads uh, with a great sound bite, I love bread, which is something I think about every time <laughs> I buy bread now. <laughs> well, let me ask you a little question. Where do you think Jenny Craig, the company, was started, created? Okay, and we're saying this is an not an Australian company. Is that no? It it is an it Australian. It is an Australian company. company. It started oh. in Australia, but Jenny and her husband Sydney were both. Well, he was Canadian. She was she was born in the United States, and they. It's quite fascinating, actually. Sydney Craig was a one-time child tap dancer who graduated from California State University, majoring in business and psychology. While at college, he taught dancing at an Arthur Murray dance school. And after graduation, he joined that company and served on its board of directors. He then went to work for the women's fitness chain Body Contour. And while he was there, he hired a woman named Jenny Bork or Bors Bork, I think, which was not her. That was her married name. Her real name, her, her birth name was Genevieve Guidros. Guidro, maybe? But, yes, he hired her and she worked as um, the director of the New Orleans Centre for uh, Body Contour. 
and later became the National Director of Operations. They got married, and a few years later, the um, body contour was sold, and because the buyout carried with it a non-compete clause in the United States, the Craigs moved to Australia to start the Jenny Craig Weight Loss Company there. So it was just, they were just getting around the kind of contractual issue. But it it became a huge success here. And then after the non-compete clause, you know, had lapsed, Mm. the Craigs took the operation back to the United States and got massive. I wonder how you have the conversation that is, I would like to name our weight loss empire after you. That's a that's a tough conversation to have. <laughs> Except that it was kind it was partly her idea. Well, was majorly her idea, wow. really. Wow. Is she still alive? She is this is a good question. Yeah. I don't think she is. Oh. So it was Jenny. all kind of for nothing. So <laughs> I don't think that joke should make the final cut. Did you say so it all amounts what did you to say? nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I, a- well, anyone could be a thin skeleton. <laughs> it's kind of the defining feature, right? <laughs> Unless you're big boned, I guess. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Question number four. The flowers of a gardenia are generally which colour? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not floral. Trick question no. there, monochrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. James, any ideas? Yeah, purple. Really? Are you confident? I, I said it with confidence. I have no idea. I, mean, I like it. I like the color purple, so I'm willing to back this. Yeah, they're purple, of course, obviously. They are not purple. Obviously, yes, Elfie. I wasn't saying that they were purple. I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually closer with your joke answer, James. They're Gray. White? They're white. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, gard- gardenias are generally white. You think if they were white, we'd see them in media more? Hey, everybody, what's going on? (laughs) Whoa, you thought this couldn't be a spicy quiz? You're wrong. (laughs) James, bring the spice. I like it. Good work. Taking gardenias down a peg. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question number five. What same word can begin each of the following words to make a new word? What? Marine, plane, lung, Culture. Can you please explain the concept of the question again? Because my brain doesn't yeah, work that quickly. Sure, you betcha. So there's there's a common word that you can put at the front of all those words. Okay. To make a new word. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. What, what were the words again? So the words were marine, plane, lung, culture. What? It's a bit of a tricky one. Is it sub? Do you want to, uh... I can only get to subculture and submarine, but I don't know. Oh, that's good. That's... But what's a sublung and a subplane? Well, you tell me. I'm not getting that far. A subplane is <laughs> a Look car. <laughs> <laughs> I got to aqua, but then I also fell down in a similar way. Aqualung. Aqua lung. Yeah. The aqua is op- the correct answer. Oh, oh, oh my God. Nice. Yeah. I was like, what is an aqua? Is it the opposite of an iron lung? It just pumps water into your lungs. <laughs> it just they drowns do it you. if they hate you. <laughs> uh, yeah. A- aquamarine is, is, of course, a colour. Aquaplane is w- when you yeah. skid on a, you know, on water. Oh. Aqua lung. Is it it's fant- a scuba system that went to college? Yeah. It's <laughs> a, uh, it is scuba stuff. Hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I think I've always thought I was scuba stuff. A genius, and it seems we're getting there. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think you're doing incredibly well. <laughs> and and of course, aquaculture is um, the culture of fan, being in the ocean. Fans yeah. of uh, Little the, Mermaid, the nineties band Aqua. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> They're having a moment right now. Barbie's back. Yeah. True. Yeah. Exactly. We are currently in a Barbie world. Mm. And on that note, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Elfie Scott and James Coley. We are up to question number six. Baluki, Durry, and Killam are all types of what? Uh, Baluki, Durham, and Killam all handled my legal disputes. Uh, fantastic. Killam. Killam, K I L L I M, Durry, D H U R R I E, and Baluki or Baluchi, B A L U C H. Okay. I went to the orca world, but I think I am incorrect. I think I just have whale oh, on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Now, a durry is a cigarette. I know. I was about to say that. Are these types of off-brand cigarettes? <laughs> oh, God. What are you going to guess? I've just got to guess a thing, don't I, really? Yeah, guess a thing. Oh, what would a durry be? Or a killum. Mm. I, I thought maybe killum might give it away. Killam um, is just a slightly mispronounced kilm, so I'm going to go with that. I'm just going to say <laughs> these are all clay related. Oh well, no, but they are they are kind of craft. Oh. related, but a different type oh. of craft. Oh, interesting. So we're not in the pottery mm. world. Mm. Not the pottery world. What are we we're talking? But a different a different homewares, uh, different yeah homeware item. Jesus. Ah, oh, <laughs> I have nothing going on right now. <laughs> what about if I tell you that there that these things so durries are kind of kind of come primarily from uh Pakistan, Indi- India and Pakistan? Mhm. Huh. Um Baluchi come a little bit further well that uh, more from um Afghanistan. And is this like? Are they like rugs or like? They are exactly rugs. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Baluki or Baluchi, durries and killums are all types of rugs. Wow, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So if you've 
if you've been to any of those Middle Eastern countries and been sat down mm. in a rug shop and had your cup of tea, little glass of tea that they'll, they'll bring you yeah. and show you a thousand rugs and don't let you leave until you buy one. <laughs> Have you ever seen a rug store that is doing well? They, they always, they're always closing down. Yeah, always what closing is down. <laughs> I think yeah. they've realised that everyone has a rug. Like, if you need one, you've, you've got a rug. <laughs> you've got one, yeah. There's enough in circulation, that's for sure. Yeah. And I love that they're closing down signs are always like pretty permanent. Yeah, it's 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 you know pretty more of a like fixtures like a, a Hamlet like statement of like I went to work the day you were born kind of thing that like we're all closing down eventually. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. Oh, funny. Okay, question number seven. What is a pair of successive rhyming lines, usually of the same length, called? A couplet. Oh, very good. Very straight out. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, do, that's not uh, funny. Do, it's up at. I did just quote a bunch of Shakespeare. <laughs> but it sure so is correct. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any uh, favourite couplets or, or examples of couplets? Um, I knew about a man from Nantucket for a while. Uh, the things he got up to, wildly exaggerated. <laughs> They're not really couplets, though. Do you know what I do love of this? Is that um, I, I found out that uh, because uh, Emily Dickinson writes in the normal verse, you can read all of her poems to the tune of the Pokemon theme. What? Well, that's good trivia. Show me. Yeah, do, do it. I have, to have a collection of Emily hand. Dickinson right here. Excellent. Okay. Perfect. Give me, give me a number. 23. 23. And I'm trying to remember the Pokemon theme right now. Like, we're yeah. talking the song, well, well, I Want to Be the Very Best. Before I got my eye put out, I liked as well to see as other creatures that have eyes and know no other way. Dun, dun, dun. But were it told to me today that I might have the sky? For mine, I will tell you that my heart would split for size of me, Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's also, incredible. Can I just point out that you entered this podcast in a really sort of meek way, saying, "Oh, you know, I've been chastised before for my inability to quiz." You've pulled out Dickinson and Shakespeare so far, casually <laughs> and in conversation. Pokemon. And Pokemon. Any questions I'd- about the Penrith Panthers from 2001 <laughs> to 2023? Just to bring it home with that. Unfortunately not. But very well done. Yes, th- those rhyming lines are called couplets. Question number eight. Which English Premier League team oh, has signed Ange Postacoglu as its new coach? The Tottenham Spurs taking away from uh, the the Celtics, uh, which is a real shame for me. Uh, but as I've said, the, the Celtics Rangers beef in the Scottish League, just to explain, it's not so much about soccer as it is Catholics versus Protestants. So <laughs> while this is a loss on the pitch, the, the war will rage on. <laughs> oh, good. Good to know. Yeah, you're right. Tottenham Hotspur wow. is, is the team. He is a, like, I, I recommend watching any of his speeches because he's got both the energy of just like a, a slightly fed up dad, but at the same time, it's incredibly inspirational. So it's like a, you're usually fed up dad the day you graduate high school. He's going to real like, you'd run through a wall for him. Wow. I, I'm going to do that. 
Have you have you watched the um the Matildas doco on Disney Plus? We have a friend who appears in it. Well, he appears uh by by uh, second head in a uh, man named Narman, very great Australian journalist, very funny fella, who um is at the New Yorker and he loves the Matildas and he requests an interview with Sam Kerr and you get to see Sam go to her partner and say is the New Yorker a big deal? There's like some <laughs> super fan there. It's really weird. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Is the New Yorker a big deal? <laughs> I love I love that that doco. It's mm. so good. Have you seen it, Elfie? Do you know what we're talking about? Um, I haven't watched it, but I was just about to cancel my Disney Plus subscription, so maybe I will watch this before I do that. Oh yeah, watch that. <laughs> Cram it. You could do it in a day. Oh, then, a day. Uh, you just said it was a documentary. How long is it? Oh, it's like a, a series. It's like a six series, part yeah. se- series. So it's like, but oh, they're only wow. they're only shortish. Okay, and it's a good lead up. We've got the World Cup starting got, in like a yeah. month, so it's a really nice like. Here's the prequels. Okay, I have to like yeah. get like glean a little bit of education from this documentary before that happens. Exactly. Like, understand what a ball is. Understand <laughs> all the fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Question number nine. Which author wrote the books The House of Spirits, Eva, Luna, and most recently, The Wind Knows My Name? So I am out on this one and I will tell you that I read books and I need everybody to know that I read books, but I don't remember the names of authors and I don't remember the titles of books. So very often I'll be having conversations with people and they'll have a full conversation about a book and only at the very end of it will I realise that I've actually read it. So I I cannot help you on this. I'm so sorry. I'm with you on this, Elfie. I remember being at dinner with friends and talking about an essay collection I had uh, been reading, and I went to say Joan Didion, and I couldn't remember her name, and I called her Joan Diddy Kong, and it really (laughs) takes away a lot of your credibility. Joan Diddy Kong! (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, it's when she's throwing those barrels down at... uh, Very powerful figure, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's very funny. Um, uh, the window is my name is a familiar title, but it feels like something you know I have walked past a hundred times and never picked up. Um, I gotta say these uh, these books I've never read any of this person's books, but yeah, the, mm, are they one of those names that people would know? Like, are they sort of like a household name? This is definitely one of those writers that you you would have seen in the bookstore and gone, wow, they're prolific. Possibly you may you may have seen them at an airport. Joan Didicol, <laughs> not Joan Didicol. Oh. Um, oh, is they are that- a Chilean writer. <laughs> oh I don't know, no! Just go through my mental rolodex of my favourite Chilean. Writers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so many to choose from. But, is the thing. Um, she lives in California now, so. I'm, I'm um, so sorry. I'm completely out on this one. Last mm. time I was stumped on this quiz, the answer was Indonesia. So I'm going to say Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the first letter. <laughs> so I-A are her initials. Oh, God. What about, okay, there's a there's a knock-knock joke. No, that's not going to get you there. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> okay, uh, let you- us in. Maybe I'll just. Uh, maybe I will have to. I've got some just tell you. Here. Is her name Elfie Scott? Oh, look! It's my book. Why is that? Oh, you got Elfie's book. Yeah. 
I think it might be me. <laughs> yeah, it's you. If only it was you, that would be, that would make this, you know, that would make this quiz really excellent. James, did you uh, buy my book? Dear God, of course that's I did. Oh my oh. God, look at did that! You, have you bought James's book? No. Or books? <laughs> well, he's got he's got a double book deal coming up that I'm very excited to see what it. Produces. Wait a second, what? So am I. Uh, for a book coming out at the start of next year, I think. I don't know. I know I have to get well, the edits you, back in a couple of days. I'm on the final edit side, which is now that the wrestle between the um, the editor and I being like, I th- I think it's done, but don't take it. Like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's I'm so exciting. excited to read it. Yeah. I'm, now, I'm just looking for books as if I'm going to stumble upon one of these. <laughs> it's not in your room. Okay, look, I'm going to tell you. I'll, I'll give you her first name. Okay. It is Isabel. Yep, not getting any closer. Okay. Isabel Allende. I have you know that, never Rhino? heard of that person. No. Okay, good. Well, that's good. That oh. means that, you know. I'm sorry, Isabel. I'm sorry, the wind knew your okay. name. So I heard the wind, like maybe if the wind was on this quiz, it knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> the wind knows my name. Yeah, the wind knows her name, but uh, neither of my guests today. <laughs> Isabel Allende uh, has written The House of Spirits, Eva Luna, and most recently, The Wind Knows My Name. All right, we're up to the final question. I reckon you, you you might know this one. Question number 10. What is the name given to the dog in the comic strip Foot Rot Flats? And there's a bonus point for naming the dog's breed. Okay, so he's a Border Collie. Very good. But Ooh, Cousin. Cousin? All Border Collies are my cousins. Us Collies stick together. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even put that together. That's good. (laughs) It's very annoying because the only name that I remember from Foot Rot Flats was the cat's name, which is called Horse, which I just think is the best name for a cat of all time. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. I did not know that. I mean, I want to double check that. (laughs) But... (laughs) Yeah, he's an angry cat and he's called Horse. That's funny. Um, I don't know Foot Rock Flats, I'm sorry. I, <gasps> no, I, I was really for sure. There are so many cartoon dogs we could have gone to. I had the Asterix and Oblix dog ready to go. I had oh, so, like. Which is called? Dogmatics. Dogmatics, um, very good. But there, What about Tintin? Snowy. Very oh, good. I did not know Tintin either. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to call him, the thing is, his voice is called Dog in it. Like the man just shouts the dog at him, right? Well. Is his name Dog? His name is Dog. Yes! Well. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, I'm yeah. locking my child brain. This is the only way that I can possibly look knowledgeable. Yeah, so what great is, work. What is Flat Rock? Can you take me? Foot, <laughs> foot Rock Flats? Foot Rock Flats. Flat Rock Foot. foot. Yeah, f- Flat Rock Flat. <laughs> Foot Rots. <laughs> foot Rot Flats is a uh, comic strip that was um, created by uh, Murray Ball, who is a New Zealand cartoonist, mm-hmm. and he created it in the late 70s, early 80s, and it became huge. There's an animated film uh, called foot rot, Flat- foot rot Flats, A Dog's Tale. <laughs> the, lead- the main character is called Wall, Foot Rot, and that was played by John Clark in the film. That was voiced oh, wow. by John Clark. Yeah. What can I tell you? Murray Ball created Foot Rot Flats. His father was was all black rugby player Nelson Ball. 
And he played for the junior All Blacks himself. In oh, amazing. Wow. Late 50s. Beat that wizard of id. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really surprised that, you, that you're not familiar with Foot Rot Flats. They're very know, charming the, cartoons. We yeah, it to, is really charming. They used it's to be our set own. on a farm, you know, and, and the, this sheepdog. You read the, the dog's thoughts and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Garfeldian. Yes, yeah. it is Garfeldian. As, as academics refer to it. <laughs> Garfeldian <laughs> is brilliant. Yeah, the, the real name of the dog, which is chosen by Wall's Aunt Dolly, has never been revealed. Ah. And the dog actually despises his, quote, refined aristocratic name. <laughs> and goes to great lengths to censor it. It's a flea bag situation. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> flea bag. Also a Garfeldian series. Yeah. <laughs> also In many Garfeld. ways, that's what we'd say. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But Wall always calls the dog "dog," gaining his loyal devotion. Oh, <laughs> it's really fun. And the isn't the song? Uh, what's that? Um, Oh, Indonesia. That? Um, you know that that no, you know that oh papa oh papa Oh, okay. Hey got a thing down. You know that one? <laughs> Look, I do no? know the song we are doing, and that was a shockingly good impression, but I cannot name it. <laughs> That's Keep it in, film. though. This is the I'm not the only one singing on this bloody podcast. <laughs> that stays in. Soundtrack. Here we Dave Dobbin. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Dave Dobbin scored the music for the film and its soundtrack. Slice of Heaven, that song. Oh. Oh, yeah. You know? She's That's a great a, song. Slice, Slice of, of heaven. heaven. That's from that, that film. That's from that. It was written for that film. I think it might have been. Holy hell. The soundtrack's first single, Slice of Heaven was released before the film and topped the charts in New Zealand for eight weeks Wow! in 1986. It also went to number one in Australia for four weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's their Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> That's exactly Correction, what it is. Correction, it's our Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. Uh, well, thanks, James. Thanks, Elfie, for doing the quiz. It's been absolute joy having you both on. Thank you so yeah. much. And look, I think you've redeemed yourself in a big way, James. I feel redeemed. I feel like, uh, aside from I can't show my face in Chile again, but other than <laughs> that, <laughs> I think you've done very well. And Elfie, for, for your debut on the quiz, you yeah, you smashed it. Ah, thank you so much. I felt like I got next to nothing, but I think you're just being very kind, and I'll take it. <laughs> you can take it. And good luck to you both on the uh the debate tonight. Thank you very much. I, I personally hope that monogamy wins out. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but, you know. <laughs> no, I hope that every day. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, excellent. See you next time. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. That's it for another episode of the Saturday Quiz. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to my guests this week, Elfie Scott and James Coley. Elfie's book, The One Thing We've Never Spoken About, did end up being exactly that, The One Thing We Never Spoke About. But it is available to buy from your favourite bookshop right now. And look out for James Coley's book, whatever that's called, out next year. Big thanks to Cindy McDonald for giving me the quiz week in, week out. Apologies to Dave Dobbin for mangling his excellent song, Slice of Heaven. 
As always, I make this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.